0: Welcome to Dr. Dominic New Love Ality's podcast, Dr. Dominic New Love is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of the principles of God's Word. He is the founder and leader of Living Faith Ministries International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ, to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Dr. Dominic Newlovality is worth hearing.
1: Amen. So now we realize that God can prosper you. Because in the beginning, you were broke. Okay, then God brings you into a certain amount of wealth. And then you turn the wealth into your source. And then you disconnect yourself from the source. And you start believing in the resources. Very dangerous thing. Now, I'll give you a case study as we move along. Let's go to Mark chapter 10. And my uncle said something yesterday that really blew my mind. You know why many people don't like teaching? Because it's difficult to teach. Teaching, you have to work very hard. It takes you three, four, five, seven hours to come up with revelation. That's why our churches in Ghana, a lot of prayer, a lot of, we're doing a lot of spiritual things, but the people are still broke. You know why? Because you want somebody to come and fix the problem that you have created for years. And so I said to people, watch it. I mean, I prophesy, I'm not against prophets. My son here is a prophet. I'm not against prophets. But I, I said that once you move out of the word of God and you enter into there's only the spirit. You know, you move into a place of spiritism. Give me the word. Me, give me the word. I live by the word. That word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light of my path. When I came unto you, I did not come with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and the word, that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How bid we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom which is of God. Even the hidden wisdom which the world did not know. For have they known it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. As it is written, the eye have not seen, the ear have not heard. Neither have it entered into the heart of man. The things that God have prepared for them that loved him. But God has revealed them unto us by the spirit. For what man knoweth the things of man? Says the spirit of man, that is him, the things of God No no man, but the spirit of God. How we have received, not the spirit of this world, but the spirit that comes from God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. With things we speak, not as man's wisdom teacheth, hear me, not as man's wisdom teacheth, not as man's wisdom teacheth, but that with the Holy Spirit teacheth, comparing spiritual things with the spiritual, because the carnal man can never understand the things of the spirit of God, Because they are foolishness unto him. Wisdom of God. So you are either connected to the source. Or the source, the resources that God gave you have become your source. You are either connected to the provider. Or the provisions has become your God. You are either connected to the supplier or the supplies have become your God. You are either committed to the giver, or the givings has become your source. And we know that the way you relate, the way you behave towards wealth and stuff, resources can never be depended upon. I said to you yesterday, they are depletable. Go to New York, find out how many people lost millions of dollars overnight. Some couldn't survive. They, some killed themselves. Others took the gun and went to their brokers and shot everybody. You know why? Because those things were their God. They were their source. They are uncertain. They are uncertain. Resources are uncertain. They are unreliable. You can't rely on anything that is resource. They are uncertain. They can be very disappointing. Overnight, you can get up and everything you have worked for, an earthquake can pass through your town and bring your entire empire down. Am I talking to somebody here? They, can, they are very disappointing and they dry up very fast. In Mark chapter 10, the Bible says in verse 17, and when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled unto him and he asked him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, You know why you are, why are you calling me good. There is none good but one. That is God. You know the commandment. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and thy mother. In verse 20, And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these things I have observed from my youth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So now I know why you have become rich. Because you have been observing God's word from your youth. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate there in day the and night. That thou may yet observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then I have the power to make my way. Hear me. God doesn't make you successful. Number two, God did not call you to be successful. God called you to be faithful. And when you are faithful, success will follow. Come on, put your hands together. Are you learning something? You see, when you disconnect faithfulness from God or from success, then you are going to compromise a lot to be successful. You're going to rob, you're going to steal, you're going to kill. You're going to do things you shouldn't do. You're going to open yourself up to things and people you shouldn't open yourself to in order to be successful. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He didn't say well done, that successful man. It is required in still that a man be found faithful. He didn't say that a man be found successful. God did not call me to be successful. Amen. So, so the reason why there is a lot of competitive spirit among pastors today because we are trying to outdo one another. We are trying to outdo one another, but guess what? As for me, I just want to stay faithful. Come on, here, somebody. Am I talking to somebody here? I just want to remain faithful to God. I want to enter into heaven, and I want heaven to say, Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Am I talking to somebody here? May you find it in your life. And guess what? Faithfulness is some, no, it's not something that the Holy Spirit imparts. Faithfulness is something that you need to cultivate in your spirit. And I said today that you can be born again and still be a thief. Because being born again doesn't change you. That's where we get deceived in church. And you commit your life to people in church. Believing that because they come to church. They will be faithful. It's a lie. One of the most unfaithful people. Are church goers. Why? Because faithfulness is something you have to be intentional about. And change your life. And determine that you are not going to go this way. Am I talking to somebody here? Faithfulness is intentional. It is character development. And it's very gradual. Sit down, my son. Sit down. I want to be faithful. I don't follow anybody in church. Hear me. When we got born again, we didn't follow anybody. Some of you, you come to church. Eh? You get a friend in church. And that friend becomes an influence in your life for evil. Yeah, you become, you, you form a clique. And your character is not being Corrupted. Because your association is corrupted, you can't obey God because you are looking at the shoe that the man of God is wearing without even knowing whether it was a gift or not. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? As for me, you know, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give any tithe as if without you, we can't build a church. We were doing the church work before you came. And when you are not here, we shall still do the church work. Am I talking to somebody here? Can you imagine if God is depending on you to build the church? Can you imagine where we shall be? Sit down, sit down. Let me teach. I am better today. <laughs> Come on, give God a clap offering. Give God a clap offering. <laughs> oh, amen. You know when you you know what I find out when when you are trusting God, eh? When, when God is your source, you are very fearless. Me, I am one of the most fearless people you can. I am fearless. Yeah. Dangerously fearless. I refuse to compromise my integrity for anybody. I, I refuse to bow to you. I don't care who you are. I will never bow to get anything from you. You know why? Because you are not my source. The job is not my source. The boss is not my source. The supervisor is not my source. So I'm not going to bow to the supervisor to do things that I shouldn't do. And That is Joseph. Joseph had God as his source. He refused to bow to the pressure of Potiphar's wife. You know why? Because he knew who the source is. It was not Potiphar. You are just a tenor that God is using you to sustain me right now. Can you imagine? You hear me, I would prefer to walk alone than to connect to diabolical human beings in church. People who have evil eyes, people who cannot accept the success of other people. I'm talking it to I'm, I'm preaching it to especially my own people. I'm part of it. <laughs> you you are crazy because you I me. Mean, your mind is corrupted. You cannot accept. You know how many people we took to Ghana. When, we, they came into my house. Can, yes. when they came into my house, Ghanians. when they came into my, you've been with me. When they came into my house, you've been into my house many times. When we came back from Ghana, they stopped coming to church. Wow. Sit down, sit down, let me preach the word. Bishop's house, it's like ray curtain. Bishop's house, my house gave them headache. But Bishop Paluti, I will not apologize for God's blessing over my life. I refuse to apologize. And I'll never stop looking good because you don't like me. <laughs> That's your cup of tea. Am I talking to somebody here? I will never stop what I wear because you don't like it. Now when I wear like this, you are going to get angry. So I'm going to put my clothes in the house. The devil is a liar. Am I talking to somebody here? I don't dress because of you. I, I, I look good for myself. By myself, with myself, by myself, by myself, with... Take your seat, take your seat, take your seat. So watch this. So the Bible says, Jesus answered and said unto him, he said, Master, all these things I have done, I have observed all this. Now we know why you are successful. Then Jesus said, beholding him, he loved him. And he said unto him, one thing you are lacking. Go and sell all that you have. One thing you are lacking. <laughs> uh, you are very religious. Another word. Um, I'm trying to get another word. You see, you can be a sinner and still not do some stuff. That doesn't make you a believer. Most of the time, your faith is tested when resources and source come into question. You don't have to be a Christian not to steal. You have to be a Christian not to steal. You are morally good, but you are bankrupt spiritually. You know something, God tests us in the area of money than anything. Because it is money that corrupts your heart. Now watch this. So the Bible says, he says to him, you know, I've observed all these things. Then Jesus beholding him, he loved him. And he said, you lack one thing, go and sell everything that you have. Go your way, sell whatsoever you have and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. So now watch this. Bishop Frank, he didn't say that go and sell everything and for me to deplete you. Check the scripture. No. He was trying to connect him to the riches of the glory. He's saying, hitherto, you have been depending on resources. So I want to take your mind from the resources and disconnect you to this wealth, this riches that is in glory, which is spiritual. And for you to do that, you have to let go everything. Disconnect. Watch this. This is where most of us are. We are connected by earthly things. Okay? Hear me, child of God. A man's life does not consist of the abundance of things he possesses. I am not who I am because of what I have. I am who I am because of who I am on the inside. That God have made me on the inside. Am I talking to a believer here? No, I'm, I'm teaching you. I'm, you see, when you read that scripture, son, many people believe that he wanted to deplete him. No, he wanted to change his focus. He said, you have riches in heaven. In other words, I want to connect you to the riches of the glory. And come and follow me. And look at the man's attitude. The Bible says that, and he was very sad at that saying. And went away grieved. Because he had great possessions. How many of us, you know, when the test comes, okay, concerning resources and sources, and God places a demand on you, some of you, you can go ahead insulting the pastor, insulting the career of the message. you go crazy. What is he saying? Listen, I've been in some meetings in my life where people have come, Bishop, And they gave their house, after they heard me preach, Yeah, they gave their house. A man who was building a school on a six-acre land. The school was on the second floor. He heard me preach. And he donated the entire thing without any stress because I don't even talk about what you should do. I just finished preaching. And I allowed the Spirit of God to work on your heart. Because we are going to find out what is controlling you. You're going to find out what is controlling your life. The Bible says that Jesus says to him, the man was sad in our generation, in church, all nations. You may not be sad, but you can be angry. you step out of the church and you never come back. Did I hear him say, right? We should do what? We should buy this place here. Isn't it enough? No. In the language of heaven, we don't have anything called enough. Let me say it again. Enough is man's language. There is a difference between having enough, okay, or, or being content. You don't even understand the, the principles behind contentment. As long as God's, God is concerned, you can never have enough. You know why? Because if you have enough, it is just for you and your family. That's why me, I stopped singing, Fill my cup, Lord. I lifted up, Lord. Come and fill my cup. (laughs) The kind of work I have to do on earth. My cup is only for me. Not even my wife can drink from my cup. Fill my barrel, Lord. Fill every container in my house, Lord. Come on, come on. (laughs) I stopped singing those songs. It's a lot of religious songs. Oh Lord, our god in age is past our hope for what about today? Yeah. Amen. And Jesus looked about because he was sad. And he said unto him, to his disciple, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished. He was the man was not tearing their theology into pieces. You want to say that people that have money cannot go to heaven. Then what about Abraham? Because the Bible says that he was rich in cattle, in silver and gold. 24, Genesis verse 1. The Lord and Abraham was well striking in age. And the Lord has blessed him in all things. I mean, read the scriptures. Everybody that followed God was was rich. So if you say to us, that rich men won't go to heaven, then Jesus, we have a problem with you. You have a problem. David, when God said, you cannot build a house. David said, I'll prepare for the house. And by himself, he donated $56 million into this money for the building of the temple. $56 million U.S. dollars into this money. The Bible says in the days of Solomon, metals, gold, and silver was common in Israel. Everybody can have it. So we have a problem. We have a problem. If rich people... Can't go to heaven, then we have a problem. So now he turned the scripture around. Look at it, look at it. And the Bible says they were astonished. Then Jesus answered again and said unto and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for for them that trust in riches? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay. So we know that it is not those who have money. Or riches, but those who trust in riches, in other words, those that have made resources, their God. Those who have made resources as their focus and their source and worshiping those things. Bishop Frank, that is the kind of people that he is talking about. We're going to look at another scripture in a very little bit. But look at it. The Bible says that it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And then in verse 26, and they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? You know, so what they are saying is that you serve God better when financially you are independent. Don't tell me that your spiritual life is better when you are poor. Because poverty tends you to be a liar. The phone rings. American Express, you have not paid your bill. They are calling you. You tell your son, please pick up their phone and tell them I'm not home. You are lying. You are home. Poverty has turned you to be, and you are teaching your children how to lie. Yes. Then you don't understand why your children become liars as they grow up. Let me tell you, the church is not responsible for the morality of your children. The church impart into your children spiritual responsibility. It, and the school gives them academical responsibility. It is the parents, the home, that teaches their children moral responsibility. It is my, not my job to teach your children not to lie. You have to teach them by word and by example not to lie. But poverty can turn into a liar. Poverty destroys more people and more families than anything. Don't let me go through that. Because when I start teaching about the dangers of poverty... From our home, we call it, our mothers call it, Poverty is Madness. Oh, excuse my language. Poverty is dangerous. You can never serve God very well if you are poor. A lot of children that we miss in church, that stop coming to church when they go to school, they see the poverty in the church. So then when they walk out of the church, they don't want to be part of it anymore. It's a dangerous thing. Poverty is a curse. My uncle says that anything that takes Jesus to the cross is not a good thing, including poverty. That's my uncle. I'm borrowing it from him. They were astonished who then can be saved. Let's come to Ephesians chapter 3. Let's read this scripture very fast. A few things I need to push in before we close tonight. I'm a teacher. That's my job. I teach the word. Ephesians Chapter 3, verse 8. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given. All of us have grace. Some of us have grace to heal the sick. Others have grace to teach wisdom. Others have grace to teach leadership. Others have grace to call people to repentance. Others have grace to deliver people from poverty. That is the grace that God has given to me. You can never sit under my ministry and be poor. It's impossible. You can't, you can't hear me and be poor. You can't be poor. This, that I should preach among the Gentiles. What is the message? Look at the message, man of God. The unsearchable riches of Christ. The unsearchable. Give me the amplifier. So my assignment is to preach. To the Gentile. uh, Why the Gentile? Because most of the Jewish people have understanding of the unsuitable riches of Christ. That's why Jewish people are normally not poor. You know why? Because the old covenant is a covenant of increase and prosperity. The new covenant is a covenant of redemption. That's why the the old covenant is a 41 because you can be saved through the Old Testament. But you can never be part of the... New covenant without the old covenant. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. being made the curse of us for us. For curse is the man that hung on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham. So that you are connected. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are connected to the Abrahamic covenant. It is difficult. You, you come to New York. Come to New York. Every sky creeper stores from white plains to the end hospitals. All of them belong to Jews. Go to the diamond district. They don't dig diamonds in Israel. They have no diamonds. But all the diamond industry, the diamond district in New York belong to Jews. Why? Because they they have come to understand. Have you realized that Jewish people don't allow their children to go to any other school but Jewish school? Why? Because they teach you right from the beginning your trust. In God, the principles that governs success and prosperity in the kingdom, the Amplify, was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim unto the Gentiles the unending. So, man of God, the riches of glory, the riches of Christ in the heavenly places, we are talking about unending, boundless, fathomless for incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ. That is, it doesn't matter how much you take. Can you imagine how our minds have been so corrupted that we live in the kingdom of God and we live a broke life that projects are not completed. Churches are owned by banks. Churches are The Lord said to me, He said, don't ever borrow money to do my work. So from that time, I've never borrowed money from any bank. All our estate in New York is paid off. All our projects in Ghana are paid off. Come on, give God a clap offering. And I release the same anointing upon your life. Am I talking to somebody here? Oh my God, you are not here. I release that same anointing upon your life. I decree supernatural death cancellation over your life tonight in the name of Jesus. Can you imagine Bishop Frank the day you will discover that you are connected to incalculable exhaustless what unfathomable riches of Christ. What will you do? That is You have no limit. You see, you are playing with resources instead of connecting to the source. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Everybody that did well was connected. David said, The Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Jirah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? Because you cannot be connected to God and have God as your source and live in want. Hear me. He didn't qualify what kind of want. Want for health, want for protection, want for wealth, want for breakthrough, want for favor. The word is, I shall not want. I told you yesterday, no good thing would he withhold. I don't know what your good thing is, but me, my good thing is something I won't tell you. But anything that is a good thing, he said, I will never withhold it from you. Listen to me. What will God gain from withholding things from you? What will God get for making you poor? What kind of glory is he going to get for making you sick so that he'll prove what? He's a God of sickness. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I teaching? Look at at it. Psalm 91 verse 1. He said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, the Elion, the exalted one, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Huh? Almighty shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. Almighty God. The Elion and Jehovah, the great provider, the Almighty, the God, we call him the El Shaddai the almighty, the big-breasted God, he put those scriptures together. The Mosai, the Exalted, the Elion, and then the El Shaddai. That is, I am over everything, and I am the big-breasted one that everybody can take from me, and I'm never depleted.
0: To support Bishop Dominic New Love Ality's ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash gift to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 9142170071 on Cash App, Zell, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you.
1: He says to Abraham. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, he said, walk before me. You know, most of us, this scripture here, we have taken it to mean only spiritual things. He said, be perfect. Be perfect. Anything that is broken in your life is not perfect. If you are broke, you are not perfect. If you are sick, you are not perfect. Come on, talk to me. Come Come on, are you here? He said, walk before me. In other words, if you look at me, you walk with me, and you make me your source, there will be no brokenness in your life. There will be no brokenness. May that be your story tonight. I'm not, I said, may that be your story tonight. I decree over somebody tonight that whatever you are believing God for, may the Lord give you faith and expand your capacity to believe God for great things. Am I talking to a believer here? I decree in the name of Jesus, every project that has come to a standstill, I command every limitation of that project, whether it's a building project, it's a school project, I decree by the word of the Lord over my mouth in my mouth and the grace of God upon me. I command the hand of the enemy or from anything that belongs to you or from your wealth or from your resources. In the name of Jesus, every project I decree by the word of the Lord it shall be completed without any sweat, my God. Without any sweat. Finances are coming to you from the north, from the south, from the east and the west. In the name of Jesus, whatever you need is running to you right now. Yeah. Come on, give God a clap offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm Hallelujah. Psalm 33 verse 7 and 8. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. I'm talking about Jehovah. He laid the death in storehouses. Let the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and he stood still. He spake. God will never speak, and it will never be done. If God speak, listen, if God have spoken it, it will come to pass. My God, I I am an example. That if God speaks, it will come to pass. i Am I talking to somebody here? I say, if God speaks, it will come to pass. I am the voice of God tonight in your life. And I declare over your life, your days of lack and poverty is coming to an end. The day when you say, I cannot do this. I cannot afford this. I cannot do that. Those days are coming to an end. Can I have a man somebody? Can I have a man somebody? Come on, Shade. Amen. Psalm 37 verse 16. A little that the righteous man have is better than the riches of the wicked. How can that be possible? How can that be possible? You know why? I'll tell you why that is possible. Because the riches of the wicked is disconnected from the source. The little of the righteous man is connected to the source. So therefore, my little is better than the greatness of the wicked. Because the the wealth of the wicked is disconnected from the source. Growing up, there were homes we couldn't go. There were homes. Growing up, there were homes that when you go to look for somebody, you have to stand outside the walls. And you have to go. (whistles) (whistles) It's not coming. (whistles) Or you make some sign so that they can come because you dare not step into that house. Fast forward. A few years' time, I passed by the same house. A few years' time, the house is broken down. The people in the house, most of them are dead. The young people who growing up with, all of them have become useless. You know why? Because the wealth of that house was detached from God, from the source. That's the mystery. I'm trusting you understand what I'm talking about. You see, that's why you must never fear wealth. You should never fear wealth because because money in the hands of the righteous man is a metal weapon against iniquity and sin and wickedness. Am I talking to somebody here? Money in the hands of a righteous man is a weapon. There are certain times you don't need prayer, you need money. Am I talking to somebody here? I said, there are times you don't need prayer. You need money. When Jesus was buried... Eh? when Jesus hung on the cross all the disciples ran and hid It took Joseph of Arimathea the Bible says he was a rich man he went boldly before Pilate and said I need the body of Jesus yet there comes a time that prayer will not solve the problem it is just your money Mm. give God a clap offering So it's very important, church. Sit, sit. Remember, in the name of the Lord, we shall lift up our banners. Some trust in chariots, others in horses. But as for us, you have trusted in the Lord. For they are brought down and they are fallen. Why? Because you cannot trust in chariots and horses and stand. You'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. You are trusting in your business. Your business your business is disconnected let me tell you something the lord said to me he said son teach my people how to connect their business to my resources so that they don't pay their tithe out of what they get let them pay their tithe out of the business and connect their business and make me a partner to their business when god becomes a partner of your business the battle of your business is his battle they are brought down and they are falling But we stand upright because our help is in the name of the Lord. The Bible says that there is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. An horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Trusting God. Trusting God makes you fearlessly independent and still depending on God. Trusting God. It makes you fiercely independent and still depending on God. Nobody can control you trusting God. Me I am fiercely independent. Fiercely. Fiercely independent and yet I'm depending on God. Trusting God makes you call the bluff of people. When people are working for you and they are bluffing you, you call off their bluff. Sack them and bring somebody else. Because when God is removing one person, he has a better person in store for you. When you are trusting God, you will never be afraid to get rid of people who are creating havoc in your life and in your business. Trusting God. Trusting God. You can easily walk away when your peace is being threatened. When you are trusting God, man of God, you can easily walk away from anything once your peace and rest is being threatened. You will never take foolishness. Eh? Nobody can rob you of your peace and your sanity. And then you are entertaining it. Because you believe that when you move away, things will go wayward. Trusting God. Trusting God frees you from being a man pleaser. When you trust God, it frees you from being, me. I'm, I'm not a man pleaser. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. Don't try to please me because I'm never pleased. Don't try to please me. And I refuse to please you because I can't please you. It doesn't matter what I do. When you are a pastor and you try to please church members, you will die before your time. You are never a compromiser. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. It is better to trust in the Lord than, than to put confidence in princes. That's Psalm 118 verse 89. Trusting in God instead of people and princes and things and cars and houses and money and business disconnected you refuse to connect yourself and that's that's where i'm coming tomorrow because you're going to understand that most of us we claim to trust god but it's not true we don't trust god you don't trust god you have no faith in god first Timothy chapter six am i blessing somebody tonight i'm not here am i blessing somebody tonight lift up your hand and shout hallelujah Amen. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in some certain riches. That's what I'm talking about. Once God prospers you, it is very easy for you to disconnect yourself. Eh? These are the people who detect to the pastor what the pastor must do. If you don't do this, I'll stop paying my tithe. Because their tithe alone is one year's wages. Somebody's one year's wage. Hear me. I've been a pastor for a while. There are people that were really, they were, I mean, they were, it was like they were bankrolling the church. When I took my eyes from God and I started depending on their tithe, you know what happened? God took them away. Listen to me. The biggest mistake you make in your life is to make people trust you. They turn you to their source. Okay, because God is a jealous God. So what is going to happen is that once you take God's place. God will prove to you that you are not the source. And then he will start drying up all your resources. So that the people will stop trusting you. So you know what? I tell people, don't trust me. Don't put I am not your source. I'm not your source. I'm also believing God. So you must also believe God. Come on here, somebody. Amen. I'm believing God. Don't send me letters and 4 a.m. You are sending me a, a phone call about I am believing God. Oh. I refuse to tell me. He said, so that they will not become high-minded. The reason why people are arrogant in the text, because you have come into some wealth. So you have become arrogant. You, you remember yesterday, pride is what is a deception that leads to destruction. Pride. Don't ever forget it. You watch everybody who is arrogant. Their pathway is very dangerous. So he says, when God has prospered you in this world, do not be high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. Why is this uncertain? Because it can disappear. It's uncertain. It's like a vapor. (sighs) And it's gone. You know how many people have seen, (laughs) oh, my God, my uncle. My uncle. I can mention his name because he's dead. He's called Misabibu. The guy was filthy rich. That man lived in London. His office is in Geneva. So every day, he goes back and forth. That's where his office is. When he comes to a village there, people are following him, the chief, his entourage. I mean, every week, he comes with a, a, a different Mercedes Benz. He lives in the most influential places in the city of Accra. I'm telling you it's not something I'm saying to you I'm telling you on certain riches on certain riches his children were trained and schooled in England on certain riches you know how he died he died in the family house with stroke in a room on the floor on certain riches when are you going to realize that you can't depend on these uncertain riches on certain riches Uncertain, uncertain. Humble yourself. Uh, Let me say it again. Humble yourself. You are too arrogant. Humble yourself. Let me say it again. Humble yourself. Use what God has given you to, to glorify God. Use your gift, your time, your ability, your money, your finances. Everything that God has given you, use it to glorify God. I'm, I'm preaching in London and a pastor was talking about, you know, they want to build a church in, in Ghana. You know, and they have a church, they have no place to meet. I called the pastor, I'm the, I'm the guest speaker, I called the pastor, I said, you want to build a church in Accra? He said, yes. He said, we can't find a place. I said, I'll give you land. Immediately, I called Ghana. I said, listen, give them an acre of land and let them build their church in Accra for free. And I'm the guest speaker. I'm the guest speaker. I'm not afraid. I don't fear. I don't fear wealth at all because I understand that it's uncertain riches. Without God, I can lose it easily. But if God is in it... A good man lived an inheritance to his children's children. If God is in it, you retain it and build it and make it stronger for your children and then generations. Give God a cup offering. Finishing this. Now watch this. I want you to watch this scripture. I think I'll finish with this scripture for tonight. I want you to have a heart shift, a paradigm shift. Shift. Have a paradigm shift. Move from trusting things into trusting God. The more you come into wealth, the greater your commitment to God must be. Your commitment must be greater and stronger. When it comes to the things of God, your heart must be panting. Bishop, what can I do? What can I do? How much is this going to cost? Listen, let me help you solve this problem. You are remembered for the problem you create in church or the ones you solve. I'll say it again. All of us are remembered for the problems we create in the church or in people's life. Or the one we solve. So when you walk in my life, every time I mention your name, I remember the problem you created for me. When we were coming, I was talking about somebody in the car. Me and Pastor Frank. And I was talking about the problems she left for me. Look at it. Not trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. You know something? You know what I find out? When you are trusting in money, you can't even enjoy your money. Most of you, you look poor. You smell poor. You live poor. You dress poor. You wear poor. You can't even enjoy. Nobody, not even your family, can enjoy what God has given to you. You, you have become a hoarder. It's a disorder. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't take care of yourself. What's wrong with you? You can't spend what God has given to you. Huh? Try me. You try me. Try us, me and my uncle. Try us <laughs> and see. Am I talking to somebody? Take care of yourself. He giveth us all things to enjoy. Some of you men here, you have never taken your wife to the best restaurant in town. Because every time your mind is calculating, uh, calculating, calculating, we are going out to eat. You know, two of us, by the time we come out, we are spending about $200. You know, your mind is, how many bags of cement would I... (laughs) Am I, I talking to somebody here? You can't enjoy yourself. You can you can you can't enjoy yourself. Eh? You can't enjoy yourself. You have been wearing the same wig. The same wig. You can't go and buy a better one. Because oh, we have to economize. When did you learn to economize? Are you an uh, are you economic professor? My uncle will say you will be cooking in the aluminum Aluminium, aluminium. You have expensive silver, I mean, stainless steel, and you will never cook in them because you you are waiting for the day. The devil is a liar. Am I, am I talking to somebody here? The devil is a liar. You can't even use it. Some of you have clothes you don't wear. You don't wear them. You don't wear them. You have clothes you never wear. Me, when I buy a shoe right in a shop, I remove this old one, I put them in a box. <laughs> Come on, give God a clap offering somebody. Oh! I know how to take care of myself. Oh! Ask my my uncle. When my uncle is with me in New York, we just go. I said, I said, Uncle, let's go and spend. Oh, yeah, 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 let's go and spend. And we just go. God has prospered us. God has prospered us. Let's go and spend. And let's get some. The guy asked him, there is this guy in one of the shops. Every time I go there, your, where is your where is your brother? Is your brother coming? Because he knows that when my brother is here, <laughs> when my brother is here, come on here, somebody. Look at you. God has prospered you. Not even your children can enjoy. You never take your children out to eat. So your children don't know how to use cutlery. You know, something is wrong with you. You are corrupt. Your mind is damaged. You have a mental damage. You can't spend what God has given you. Like the Bible says that richly all things to enjoy. Richly all things to do what? I'm not hearing. Come on, talk to me. Riches all things to do what? You need to enjoy your life, baby. Enjoy your life, baby. Learn to enjoy your life. Come on, yeah. Good. Give God some praise in the house. Learn to enjoy your house, your life. From time to time, go to, go to roof stake. Where they don't put a price. Enjoy your life. Bring all the things you have put on top of the cupboard. Bring them down. And all the expensive china Plates, You are waiting for us to come and visit you before you. Your husband is the best visitor in your house. Use them and feed your husband and let the spirit of your husband come alive. Amen. Look good. Smell good. Wear good. Look good. Not for anybody else, for yourself. Because looking good brings confidence. Am I talking to a believer here? Let me finish with this scripture and let's pray. Fearlessly independent and yet depending on God. I'll call off your bluff one time and indicate to heaven that I need a better person than you. Fearlessly independent. Fearlessly. Because I'm depending on God. He's my source. He has never let me down. Never ever let me. God will blow your mind. He will blow. God will blow. God knows how and where what you need is. The resources you need, he will just move one person and all your debt to be canceled one moment. Come on here, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm prophesying that over you. It has happened to me. I mean, thousands, hundred thousand, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars that was wiped off. Just a phone call, Bishop. I look at your accounts uh, yesterday, it was so, so, and so, and so. You know, something I've decided to take a hundred thousand dollars off by myself. I, I'm, I'm paying that for you and I didn't even know the the director of the bank God knows who to speak to when you rely on him he will use somebody the, the building the land the stuff you are looking for God knows what who to Who to touch. They can't go to bed until they release it. Am I talking to somebody here? This is a revelation that God has given to me. You see, the reason why I do the things that I do fearlessly and boldly, because I have come to understand and have a revelation of the riches of the glory. Let me finish with this scripture. Let's pray. Give me the verse 18 and 19. Let's go. Look at it. That they do good. That they be rich in good works. That they do good. Some of us we, you don't want anybody to know that you have anything, okay, and you cannot do good, so you have to behave poor so nobody can look up to you for anything. The beer Every day you are poor, you look poor because when you look a little bit nice, people will start looking at you. Do good, be a good man. Today we don't have good people anymore. Good people, people who are generously good. One thing I love about Bishop Frank, is he's, he's generous, he's a good man. I'm able to relate to him easier because I have the same spirit. Generous. Generous. Good man. Huh? Good works. Ready to distribute. Willing to do what? Communicate. What is the budget? What, what are you talking about? How much is this going to cost? How much is it going Wait, wait, wait. How much is it going to cost? Um, it's going to cost $200,000. You know something? I'm going to bless the kingdom With the 50,000. So I take 50,000 out of this. And then let the church handle the rest. I mean, generous. Willing to communicate. We we have it. It's just that we are corrupted with what we have. Some of us in church, we can easily write a check of 100,000 without a sweat. But you never do it. I want you to look at this scripture. Let me finish with it. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold of eternal life. So then you realize, the man of God, your wealth, and the way you handle your wealth, your resources, and the way you handle your source, your source and your resources, have everything to do with your eternal life. It has everything to do with your eternal life. Your eternal life, huh? lay up in store, against that day, there will come a day, that the only thing, that you can look up to, is what you have done in the kingdom of God. So that Ezekiel, the prophet came and said to him, he said, set your house in order. You will die and not live. He turned his face to the wall. Most of the time when we read the scripture, people tell us that when he turned his face to the wall, he was praying. It is not true. When he turned his face to the wall in those days, when they made the sacrifices, they take the horns of the animals and then they leave them on the, we even do that today the bull horns when you go to people's houses you see them displayed there it tells you how many bulls you have killed so in Israel in those days when you kill those animals and you bring them as a sacrifice you take the horns home and you leave them on your wall so when he turned his face to the wall he was reminding God about the sacrifices I have made in the kingdom of God Are you, are you, are you understanding? he was reminding God look at my sacrifice look at my wall the display there come a time the only thing you can you can refer to is what you have done in the kingdom of god and so by the time the prophet walked out he left the palace the bible says god spoke to him he said go back and tell him i've added 15 more years i'll show him how to be healed why because he could give god a point of reference of what against that day that's the scripture. Laying up in store against that day. There will come a day that the only thing you can look up to is what you have done. God bless you.
0: To support Bishop Dominic New Love Ality's ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 9142170071 on Cash App, Zelle and PayPal or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you.
1: I pray tonight that any Sickness hiding anywhere in your body that no machine has been able to detect. I pray tonight that anything that is growing anywhere in your body, waiting for the appropriate time to blow off in your face, that tonight as I pray over this and you partake of this, the healing will take place from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet anything dying in your body will come alive i decree in the name of jesus every weakness in your body will come will, will come alive any organ in your body any organ any tissue anything that is wrong anywhere high blood pressure diabetes any cancer cell anything working against your body tonight as you partake of this life. Jesus spoke a lot about water. He calls it by the washing of the water by the word. You are cleansed. He speaks about water. Tonight in the name of Jesus, I invoke God's power over the bottle of water you hold in your hands. I command it to cease from its natural use. I speak to every organ in your body including your eyes that you will see clearer in the name of Jesus your heart will work better. In the name of Jesus, your kidney will come alive. In the name of Jesus, your liver will come alive. Anything hiding anywhere in your body, I command it to be flushed out tonight. Any fibroid, any growth, anywhere in your body that is causing discomfort in your life. Tonight as you partake of this life-giving water, May the power of God rest upon you and bring healing. I call your finances to come alive. I pray for supernatural debt cancellation. I lift every limitation of you tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you will see Clara from tonight. See Clara. See Clara. Do things that you couldn't do before. I lift limitations of you. Be the record breaker of your family. Do what no family member have done rise up and be better in the name of Jesus nothing will die in your hands no project will die in your hands in the name of Jesus no business will die in your hands I decree and I speak the healing power of God over you and upon you tonight in the name of Jesus I want you to drink some you keep the rest with you it is for you and for you alone. Don't share it with anybody. Drink it until it is finished tonight. And finish it by the time it's 12 midnight. Everything is gone into your body. See what happens to you through the night. And see what comes out of your body in the morning. In the name of Jesus. Come on, shout the big amen. Take your seat.
0: God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.lfmic.org today for more information about the ministry of Dr. Dominic Ality for more video and audio messages. Find us on YouTube at Conquest TV and Dominic Ality Ministries and Living Faith Ministries International Church on Facebook for more information on our upcoming programs. Follow us on Living Faith Rima House Ghana on Instagram and please subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Subscribe also to our YouTube channel for live service and many more. God bless you.